Welcome to Byline Confidential, a podcast where we talk with journalists about their lives, their work, and their careers. I'm Greg Pratt, reporter in Chicago, and I will tell you right out, I am a man who likes to talk to a man or woman who likes to talk. This week we're talking to Jesus Jimenez, a sports reporter with the Palladium Item in Indiana. Jesus and I kind of have a indirect history with each other where he, growing up, worked at this uh, grocery store across the street in South Chicago from where I lived for several years as a kid and from where uh, a couple of my uncles lived, which is kind of a cool story. And so I've always admired this guy from afar ever since I've known about him. It was good to meet with him and chat a little bit about what he does. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please consider subscribing on iTunes for the high price of nada. But for now, enjoy the talk. I was really, like, when he told me, I was, I was, I had pictured three or four of his nephews that he had mentioned from around here. that I had seen him walk uh, in, in and out of the store, and, I, and I, I don't think I had ever seen him before. No, I don't think I, uh... And when I was little, I was bigger, like, fatter, and I mean, obviously I didn't have a beard, but, um, so, I, and I worked there for, since 2003, and, uh... I mean, mainly on the weekends, but, uh, I mean, maybe I saw you, maybe you looked different at the time, but. I've always had a bunch of different looks. I'm like Madonna. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, maybe that's the stupidest <coughs> thing I'm going to say today. Uh, I have not had that many different looks. But you are in the news business. How on earth did that happen for you? Uh, just kind of by chance, actually. I, well, I mean, here's something that might hold me back when it comes to, uh, applying or interviewing but uh my my degree is in psychology i minored in journalism we didn't have a journalism major where at, uh, at Ear- earlham college uh it's spelled earlham pronounced earlham at least that's the way i've always uh um pronounced it but uh it's richmond indiana it's about four hour drive east of here uh bordering with uh with ohio um and my, my degree was in psychology journal uh journalism minor I uh, I wrote for the school paper for seven of the eight semesters, I believe, maybe six. I was sports editor there for about four of those semesters. And, what was that paper called? Uh, the Earlham Word. And uh, w- one of my friends was a sports intern for the local paper there in Richmond, the Palladium Item, uh, owned by Gannett. And um, they, they invited her back for a second semester. Uh, she said, I can't, but I know somebody who'd be perfect for it. I... I was an intern there, and actually, at this point, I was, I was. Uh, it was my f- fall semester of uh, of my senior year, and I was freaking out about what am I going to do with the psychology degree. So I said, "All right, I'm going to fulfill the internship with with the paper, um, and I'm going to move on and try to focus on a career my second semester." Well, the first semester finished up. I got three credits for my journal to complete my journalism minor with the internship. Uh, and then my uh, for the spring semester they had a new thing called the the Doug Bennett was the president at the time it was called the Doug Bennett uh, journalism internship so I got a thousand dollar stipend and I said well I can I could use that money I I stuck around for a second semester and uh, this is always kind of a weird story to share but there was a sports reporter who passed in he passed away in, in March and they offered me his position so at the at the Palladium item so. wow. So that was in March. Uh, it was the end of basketball sectionals, which Indiana um, high school basketball is huge over there. They like basketball, don't they? Yeah, they, they love their basketball. Um, 
and uh, you know the basketball season was dying down, but it was still kind of hectic with baseball previews and spring sports. So uh, um, I, I started doing a little bit more hours, and I started full time in June of 2011, so, which was when I graduated. So. What happened to the guy who died? Um, he was well. I'm not sure what uh, it, it was a, a disease. I. But, but it was it was a natural thing. Yeah, it was a natural, uh, a blood infection or something. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like a like a murder or anything. But you didn't kill him. No, no, no. no did you know him at all? Yeah, I actually, I I was I. Uh, well, it was a weird thing because I was supposed to go in for my internship uh, on Wednesday, and uh, and, uh, and and he was always busy at work, so I didn't really know him as well as I know my. Sports editor, who you know, we're we're really we're kind of close now too. So, um, I mean, we, we talked and we he would uh, guide me through some stuff. But um, I was supposed to go in on a, I believe it was either a Wednesday or a Tuesday, and my uh, my sports editor, uh, his name is Josh Chapin, he called me and he said, hey, uh, hey Zeus, um, why don't you you're supposed to come in tonight, uh, take tonight off and come tomorrow. Uh, can you come tomorrow? I said, yeah. He said, Mayan. His name is Mayan Barnes. He said, Mayan is uh, Mayan is out sick. And I said, okay. I didn't I didn't think much of it. The next day, about nine in the morning, I checked my email, and uh, our managing editor Brian Guth uh, sent out the, the note letting us know that he had passed away. And I and I was in there working on my senior project for psychology. I checked my email, and I'm like, holy, oh my god! And and I got up out of my chair, and people were like, what are you? What's wrong with you? And you know, it was. Um, I've been blessed that I haven't had anybody close to me really I haven't really experienced that and we didn't know each other that well but that was about as close as uh, as I've known somebody that's passed away so that's awful yeah it was how soon uh, after uh, did you get offered the job well I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday and I don't remember if it was that same Saturday or the following Saturday but it was uh, in Indiana it's basketball sectionals first then regionals so uh uh, the sectional had passed that Saturday. We, uh, Josh Chapin and I went to the same basketball regional. We covered a, a game together uh, on deadline. And uh, after after the game was over, after uh, we submitted the story via email, he says, uh, "Say I wanted to talk to you. Um, you know, I just wanted to know if you were interested in Mayan's position." He said, uh, "He said we haven't done anything as far as uh, interviews go, but you've done a nice job for us. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know." apply so uh, we, we, they sent an email a few days after that saying uh, there was two interns at the time um, and they sent a mass email to everyone saying um, below is a job posting we have a few people working here now that might be interested in it a couple of you interns so uh, if you're interested in applying and I, I was the only one that did sports so I I mean I kind of had the job before before it was really posted I think so well, let's back up to before you're in school and before you become a journalism minor. Uh, when does your interest in journalism start? Sports, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I actually, I, uh, I played sports in high school. I didn't play a sport before that, my first sport. I was always the chubby kid, the fat kid that uh, my friends would, my, my cousins would play soccer and I would, they would put me at the goalie and, because I wasn't as agile as everybody else. I played sports for the first time in high school, and I just loved baseball. My dad and I used to watch it all the time. Uh, played baseball in college. Cubs fan, uh, right? 
yeah. Shame on you. Sorry. Being sorry. from the sorry, South South Chicago, but yeah. Um, but we uh, we watched all the time, and uh, um, I'm not really sure if I was just uh, open minded. I I wrote I wrote for my high school paper one of the final semesters, and it was a kind of a small school thing, and uh, like I had the opportunity, I liked it so, and it was either that or news, and I wasn't really interested in doing. Uh, at the time, I wasn't interested in doing news around the college, and I just said, well, why not sports? And uh, I, I guess it just kind of happened, and then stuck with it, did different sports. Um, so, and, and actually, it helped that our women's soccer team was my beat, and it was our first winning my, – my first semester of college was our first winning season in about uh, eight years or so. So that helped. I was always interviewing happy people. I didn't interview a lot of angry coaches yet. Um, I have, but uh, in the business we call eight years after a uh, winning season after eight years a good story. So what is it about sports that attracted that you're attracted to? Um, it's kind of a relax relaxing thing. I mean, um, it's just uh, I don't know, exciting. It's a uh, being a Cubs fan, you always wanted to um, you always wanted to be there when the excite when when they win the World Series. You wanted to be there. I mean, my school, um, Earlham College, has actually been awful at sports in general. Uh, baseball had its first winning season this year in forty years. Forty so, years. Forty years. Nineteen seventy-one. Well, forty-three years. Whatever. What sins been. must they have committed in a past life? Yeah, it must have uh, must have not allowed a goat to get into their World Series game or something. Yeah. That is a long time. Yeah, so um, I just developed a passion for sports, and like I said, I was playing at the time, and uh, just uh, just got along. And I started, uh, you know, just interviewing happy coaches and getting along with the athletes. And they were, like I said, it was a smaller school, so we all kind of knew each other. So that was. What's the first interview you remember? Um, the. Uh, women's early women's soccer team defeated. Uh, I, I have no idea who it was, but uh, it was a two to one game, I believe. And I interviewed one of the freshman girls. She was pretty nervous. I and it, it was a very stupid question. I mean, I I said, uh, "What was going through your mind through the? What was going through your mind during that goal?" She's, uh, I don't know, nothing. And she was a freshman too. <laughs> I was a freshman. It was a stupid question with a. Um, I, I probably shouldn't say it. Not so, you know, not so elaborated answer, but. Uh, Right, right. But uh, was, how do you answer that? You know, what yeah, was going through your mind? Nothing. I was. Just, I mean, I've and obviously with years of experience, you kind of learn uh, how to do generic questions like that. Like, I mean, most of the time, it's you start off with how nice is it to have won this game, or um, what happened when you lose a game, or and uh, you got to find a nice way to. To, to interview the losing coach and whatnot, obviously. But. You ever ask what happened when they win? Um, yeah, I, I well, I guess I guess the way I would word it is uh, take us through that moment. I mean, actually, this past Friday, I interviewed one of the most exciting baseball games I've been to, uh, the Richmond River Rats. It's a uh, it's a local collegiate wood bat team of uh, it's 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 young college players looking to uh, make a name for themselves and possibly get drafted, and it, it hasn't been their best season. Um, They've only won about. They do uh, first half, second half champions. Okay. Uh, they uh, they're about six and thirteen, I believe, in the second half. That's uh, probably 
not, not that accurate, but uh, um, but yeah, it's Asma the great the greatest year. They're below five hundred. They're below five hundred uh, by by a lot, um, and uh, and they were they were uh, top of the first inning. Um, they give up two runs, uh, and then they come back and tie it two to two. And they come back and go ahead six to two. Uh, next thing you know, um, bad bad inning in the eighth, and it was uh, it was uh, and they're down ten to ten to six. Um, they come back and score three times in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, they give up a run in the top of the ninth. Come back and score three times in the bottom of the ninth to win. I just said, Joe, uh, you came in as a replacement. I said, uh, I said, you know, take us through that that base hit. He had the game winning hit, and uh, it's exciting stuff. I mean, the guy hasn't uh, hasn't started many games recently. He started the season as a starting third baseman. Um, he lost it. Well, I, they had a late, a late a guy come in late, and that guy was their all star. He was leading the league in hitting. He got injured, so he went okay. back went back home. And uh, Joe Shrimp is the name of the guy with the base with the winning single. Um, he said, "You yeah, know, just felt great. Just uh, we've been hitting the the, the ball hard all day, and uh, yeah, it's more stuff like that, like describe what happened or describe the play to me and stuff like that." Um, I've realized uh, with with our deadline and the games starting at seven. Uh, we have a 10 o'clock deadline, 11 o'clock on Fridays. Uh, sometimes the games start so late and so late that uh, we don't get quilts or you got to write a generic story and read for it online, which is, I'm sure you know. Uh, it happens. Sure. It happens, but uh, luckily it was a Friday, so I had an extra extra hour of deadline. But, yeah, it was uh, it, it an exciting game. I, I was happy for the coach, Tyler Larson. He's been their manager every year since their uh, six years of existence. Um, I've seen him uh, get his butt handed to him as a team this year. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I, I think I circumvented your question about uh, no, what no. happened. It's it's just that you know people people rarely ask the direct what happened question when people win. It's a you lost <laughs> question, you know. Yeah, it's like a polite way of saying why did you a, lose. It's a it's a polite it's it's tough, man. I've uh, I can't see myself. I can't see myself interviewing. Well, see, going back to the day when I covered the regional, the week after Mayan passed away, um, Josh sent me to get quotes while he wrote the story. Um, and at the time, I was used to talking to a kid and a coach from both teams. And I and it was a regional. You lose, you're out. So I said, Coach, do you mind if I talk to one of your guys? And he goes, Well, I think we better not today. And, I, and as I've gone on, I've realized that's probably the polite thing to do. I mean, if, if uh, I guess if they're expected to lose, if they're playing an indie team, and I mean Richmond and those small county schools, if they're underdogs going into it and they play a really good game, they might be in a good mood despite losing. So I'll be willing to talk to them. But, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough talking to a guy after after a uh, after a loss. And actually. One River Rats came this year. They lost twenty to six. Um, the River Rats lost twenty to six. And I and I went to Tyler Larson. I said, "I'm sorry, Coach. I'll, I'll make this quick." <laughs> you know, I said, "You know, it's bad. You know, not, not the greatest day at the ballpark." Well, that was on a Sunday. The, the Monday, they were this, they were playing the same team. They were leading about nine to six. They ended up losing. <laughs> and I thought the twenty to six loss was uh, was difficult. Imagine having them, you know, being so close to defeating them the, ne- the very next day. Right. Coming back and losing. I mean, that that, that was even tougher. And 
luckily Larson and her, his name's Tyler Larson. We know each other well, and uh, he's, he's a good guy. What level of uh, uh what's your formal beat mm. at the Palladium well, item? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, Palladium item. Yep. We do 14 high schools, and we have two local colleges. Earlham College, which is where I graduated from, uh, NCAA D3 school, and Indiana University East. Uh, they're an NAIA program. Um, and uh, But we do mainly high schools. We have Richmond High School, which is a class 4A school in Indiana. Uh, 4A is the biggest class in basketball. Uh, they have... Uh, in, we have... Um, uh, we have six Wayne County schools. Uh, Richmond is a big school there. And uh, we have Seton Catholic, which is a small school. That's a Catholic school. Uh, hence the name, Seton Catholic. <laughs> but uh, mostly baseball for you? No, no, no. It, I do everything. I do, uh, in the fall, we do football, volleyball, girls golf, uh, boys tennis. Um, Ohio, we do a couple of Ohio schools that have girl, that have boys tennis in the fall. And girls, I, mean, I say, uh, I mean, girls, girls golf, boys golf in the fall. And uh, I believe girls' tennis is in the spring. I don't know. Which I guess that shows we don't do as much with with the Ohio school, with the sports like that. Sure. But, but football, I mean, last year I was super busy. I mean, football is a one-night-a-week one thing. Right. But we do uh, a football we, – we do football coverage. Um, then we do a uh, football preview for the following week's game. And then we do a football notebook about the standings. And uh, – Six, six or seven, or seven of the teams that I cover are in the Tri Eastern Conference. Uh, seven of the eight teams in the Tri Eastern Conference are in our coverage area, so that makes it a little bit easier to write notebooks about the standings in the conference. And we have great tools such as IHSA.org and uh, and uh, John Harrell website, which gives us the scores the following night. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Tri-Eastern Conference and the Wayne County, Union County, Randolph County high schools are my main sports, and Josh Chapin deals with Richmond. I do a little bit of Richmond when there's when they overlap sports, so we do a little bit of everything. But uh, high school sports. Uh, then in the uh, in the winter, it's basket, girls basketball, boys basketball, swimming and diving, um, gymnastics. We have two schools that, or three schools that have gymnastics. Is it hard to cover sports? Um, the worst thing is the deadline. Um, and actually, track and field is, it, it can be a very fun sport to cover. But it's one of the toughest because there's so many events that you have to uh, that you have to keep court. track of. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, the, the Tri-Eastern Conference tournament is on a Thursday night, which gives us a, uh, a 10 o'clock deadline. And it's boys and girls, so you... You know, you got to do 14, 17 events, whatever it is. Uh, both boys and girls, you got to do the agate, the uh, you know, the box scores, the results. So it can be a pain, but uh, um, hard. No, um, just time. You know, the timing of it isn't the greatest. But at the same time, you got to take uh, you got to look at the positives because there's a couple papers near us. Um, their deadline's 2 p.m. They don't do digital first like we've been doing, so they. Uh, they do game stories for the following day. So, say the game's on Wednesday, they'll print it in Friday's paper, and it's kind of irrelevant at that point. Or, right. So. What's, um, so, you cover all sorts of sports. Is there a sport that you didn't care about before you started 
covering it that you find yourself enjoying? Well, track and field. I mean, I, I, I do enjoy it. Um, I'd rather leave somebody else to cover it, but it's it's usually me, and I, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't really. You, you do a little bit of research beforehand to to know how. Uh, and actually, well, basketball. I mean, basketball. I we had the Bulls growing up here, and I watched a little bit. I was seven when they. I was eight or nine when they won their last championship. So I cared about it, but as far as analyzing the small stuff, it took me a while. Once until uh, I mean. And, <clears throat> until I got used to Indiana in high school to really uh, um, to, to really enjoy it. And everybody over there is passionate. Everybody asks your opinion about it. So, yeah, it, uh, it's grown on me, obviously. What are the readers like as far as uh, covering high school basketball? I'm <laughs> covering high school sports, I imagine they must be super passionate about it. Yep, yep. Um, I seem to get along well with people. Um, and, you seem uh, like a nice young man. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, like I said, Richmond was the big school there, so I guess there's a history in, in Richmond of uh, of undercoverage of Wayne County sports. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm talking too fast, so it's coming up on me. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like the um, the athletes are, are always willing to talk to you. I mean, I've um, they're they're passionate about their sports. You know, they, it's Indiana. It's uh, they, they've been following the Hoosier basketball for forever. So, yeah. So, uh, are you out like five days a week, seven days a week covering sports? Or no, no. Um, I, my, my shift is usually. Uh, either three to eleven or four to midnight in the afternoon, um, Tuesday through Saturday. So I'm off today so on Monday, which I made the road trip over here. But uh, um, usually, I mean, there are some days when I'm covering a game every single night, and uh, and obviously I'd rather be out covering a game. Um, sometimes there's uh, stuff at the office we have to take care of, features and whatnot, and those you know those have grown on me too. Those are really fun to do. I mean, I did a feature on, uh, on a young man that just finished his baseball career who had uh, cerebral palsy, you know, so that uh, that was a great story. Um, there was a young lady who ran cross country, uh, was hit by a car before her conference meet, and uh, obviously she didn't finish her cross country season. She came back uh, in time for track season, and won a couple, she won a conference title in the 400-meter dash, and she won a section. I'm pretty sure she won the sectional title in the in the 400 meter dash. So. Yeah, but that's funny. The the features growing on you. That sounds like the most fun part to me. Yeah, features are great. Features are great, but I, I guess uh, well, maybe something about leaving your comfort zone when once you uh, once you're getting started and once you have this uh, certain amount of time um, to, to get your story written, you know exactly what stats you want in your story. You know exactly what. Uh, um, you know exactly which which I mean when you're when you're doing the interview, you do the question that you're going to use in your story. If you only have tr- if you only have time to, to transcribe one quote, you get it out of the way, put your recorder down, type type away, type away, and send the stuff in before a deadline. Right. Um, so, if a feature, there's all the time in the world, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I guess it was just the, the comfort zone of uh, of knowing exactly what I want for my story. And, uh, yeah. What happened with the cerebral palsy guy? Well, 
kind of up in the air right now. He uh, he was going to try to play for uh, for a college. Uh, I don't think it's going to work out. But uh, he, he he just finished his his high school career. He he went in as a. Um, I mean, that's a traditionally strong baseball high school that he played at Union County High School in Liberty, Indiana. And uh, they won all a bunch of sectional and conference titles. And uh, they graduated, I believe, nine seniors two years ago and seven last year. He was a senior this year, so there was about five or six seniors this year. And he, he ended up being the number one pitcher this year. They were down a little bit. I believe they won 14 games this year, 24 last year. So you know they were down, and they relied on him a lot. Um, for somebody to have that uh, have that disease and be able to overcome it, um, and pitch, and have a possibility of pitching at the next level, I mean that's that's a great story if you ask me. And maybe he goes on he goes on tries to play at the next level. It doesn't work out for him, but you know it's it's a great story of trying to overcome that and uh, it just shows a passion for the sport of baseball And so he was the ace? yeah he was ace on this year last year uh, he, he didn't play much varsity last year or I mean two years ago last year he, he late in the season he became their number one so that's pretty incredible yep yep he's a great kid too um, his uh, his dad great guy and uh, I mean you look at some of the quotes they gave me and uh about about when they found out he had the disease, uh, the dad says, "Well, these are the cards we're dealt with. He's our kid. We're going to have to do what we're going to have to do for him, you know." And it just shows you the kind of people that grow up, and and that's the uh, the Liberty, Indiana, and uh, Hagerstown, those small towns where you you get that kind of. Uh, um, I'm not sure I got the right word, but uh, you know they're humble people and they very nice people. So. Probably a lot of hard working hard people. Hard working people. That's right. Blue collar. Yeah, you can relate to that. Yeah, I can relate to that. With us, our neighborhood. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. So you've been in this business. You've been uh, covering sports for about three years now. Three, four years full. Well, th- four years if you count the internship. Yeah. So. And three years full time. Three years full time. Um, do you have favorite stories you've done in your career? Um. Well, here's another feature I wrote, and I won an award for it. I think it was second. Second in Indiana deadline reporting uh, about a young man who advanced to the state championship in wrestling. He graduated in 2013 from Northeastern High School in Fountain City. Cody Hanley was his name. Um, I think I interviewed him when he was either a sophomore or a junior. He was a a very nice young man. He advanced to state, but... uh, I saw him after the wrestling, after the state tournament, after his match, showing off a uh, showing off a T-shirt to the crowd, and I said, and I thought in my mind, my story is written for me. He's showing off a T-shirt that says Northeastern, Northeastern High School. I said, that's I've, it's written my story. So uh, I go back and I ask him about that, and he says, oh, it says write it out, Tanner, and I had no idea. I, I just assumed it was Northeastern High School. Um, <clears throat> write it out Tanner uh, Tanner um, was his girlfriend's father who died in a car accident a few uh, a few um, well actually my facts are this was a year ago my facts are yeah 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 are not 100% one, <clears throat> one person was was his girlfriend's brother the other was his uh, was his father and uh, one of them was still in the hospital 
I believe the father passed away and the brother was in the hospital and the brother wanted to go to to watch him wrestle at state. He wasn't able to. He was still in the, in the hospital. And so he had the t-shirt saying, ride it out, Tanner. And he said he was going to go out and wrestle his match and uh, do what, what he could to represent uh, the fam- his girlfriend's family well. So um, it's a great story. I you know it was... Uh, Unfortunate story, and he, he actually had a, a knee brace, so he was considering not wrestling the, the match, but uh, he did it for his, his girlfriend's family and what they had gone through. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah, what kind of reaction do you get to that kind of story? Well, the Twitterverse has been great, you know, you get uh, you get people's reactions instantly, and uh, he sent me an, an, a message right away thanking me for putting that in the paper. Um, you know, my and my boss, uh, uh, um, he wasn't sure. I mean, we had done about five or six features leading up to the state championship on, uh, you know, state previews. And I was driving back from Indianapolis to Richmond, which was an hour, about an hour drive. And I said, I, I, uh, I texted him before I left. I said, I'm going to just head back, write a, a follow-up story for him. And uh, he says, really? We've already done so much on him. I said, well, this is kind of a good story. And then the next day, he says, all right, we'll find space for it. And he reads it, and I get a text message. Sunday was my day off. I get a text message saying, hey, that's a great story on Cody Handley. So, you know, it was. I thought it was worth sharing, and it turned out to be an award winner. So That's a good day. Yeah. Um, what's it like living in a small town? Uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> I, I mean, I grew up around here. You know what it's like around here. It's... Uh, I love Chicago. I love having somewhere to go. I love having something to do. But I love the quietness of over there being, uh, you know, um, yeah, it gets a little slow sometimes, a little boring. I go into the mall to get out of the house is a little, gets old, I guess. But uh, I'm within, I've been blessed to have a car. I have been blessed to have uh, people that I know, family, friends over there that, fr- friends over there that, have uh, they're like family to me now so you know it's I've always kind of learned it's not about what you do it's who you do it with I forget where I heard that or read that somewhere so I uh, if we go to the beach it's with friends if uh, if I watch a movie if I watch a uh, World Cup game on TV it's with friends so we always find stuff to do Um, it's definitely um, I spend less money (laughs) just uh, hanging out with friends doing small stuff like that than I would going to downtown Chicago every single day. Right, right. What are your uh, aspirations as a journalist? Um, well, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I uh, here, here's something interesting that Josh Chapin told me a few weeks ago. And, and granted, Josh is from Eaton, Ohio, which is about 20 minute drive from uh, from Richmond, Indiana. He said, "I never really knew I wanted to write for a newspaper this size until I was here." And that's, you know, I've, I feel the exact same way. I love what I do. I love uh, getting along with the people. The people always, you know, a lot of people that I've never met, they say, hey, there's Jesus. Hey, thanks for coming. And and part of that is Twitter. So, right. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to run a sports section someday. I'd love to work for the Chicago Tribune someday or, you know, a big, a big paper around here. Um, it, it's a great career. I'm blessed to have a job in this, in this, uh, in this industry, the way things have, have gone, uh, right. with, with the uh, with, um, you know, just 
cutting with the apocalypse. Losing, yeah, yeah. Was that you that used that term, or somebody somebody used that term referring to journalism? I've used the phrase apocalypse before. I don't know if I've used that <clears throat> in print anywhere, but yeah, it's a good word for it. Yeah, but so um, no, it seems like uh, it seems like like you're going about things the right way. Yeah, and I, uh, well, and 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 Josh knows this. The, the, I mean, the only thing I'd love to be is be closer to family. I love the Hoosier State. I love Hoosier passion for sports. I love the Palladium item. I, you know, I love Wayne County. I love Tryson Conference. Um, I'm close enough to Chicago where I come about once a month. I make a drive over. But uh, being with family is always um, is always big. I'd love to be closer to family. So yeah, something like uh, Northwest Indiana or or Chicago. Finding a um, but I, but I love working with Josh. Um, I love. Uh, I love doing small school sports, um, and and I've seen on TV Manny Ramirez or somebody you ask us you ask the wrong question they're gonna they're gonna eat you up in the middle of a press conference and uh, I love that the kids over there are respectful they enjoy nobody's ever eaten you up before um, I want to say yes but I can't remember who it was or what it was and it was I mean it wasn't eating you up or anything bad like that I mean I've written some not so great stuff about some Irwin College coaches and they're still and they've been great so. I shouldn't say that. I don't know if I've ever. I mean, they always. There's a, a few. And I probably shouldn't say any any names, but you know, a few that kind of kind of jab you a little bit. They, but they find a funny way to do it. They, you know, I've gotten along with everybody everybody well, so they'll uh, kind of yeah, yeah. You know, they, they find ways of of, uh, of keeping it friendly. Well, if people want to follow you, uh, what's the best way for them to keep yeah, in yeah. touch? Um, well, I. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, it's at Jesus F Jimenez P I. I know that's a long handle, but uh, it's J E S U S F J I M E N E Z P I. So that's my that's my byline is Jesus F Jimenez uh, P I palladium item. So 